gliding shapes that violate every law of nature. It's the Horror Foria Podcast. Hi, can I help you? John Richards and Andy Gilly are talking everything and anything horror movies. Welcome to the Horror Foria Podcast. It is Friday, August 9th, episode number 23. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilly here. Did you read comics when you were a kid? I, I didn't. You know, no. I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't really, you know, because I think this episode's going to be a, a super evil. <laughs> right. <laughs> a super villain edition. Super villain edition. I love that. I love it. I, and no, honestly, I didn't. I tried, but I didn't really. Yeah. I recently got into uh, some some of the superhero movies. Like, oh, yeah. to me, the Marvel just did a okay. fantastic job. Yeah. Did you get to watch Endgame I, yet? I haven't got to watch Endgame yet. Just like Brightburn, you had to buy it. and uh, That's right. So I'm just going to wait till I, I, I can rent it. I didn't really have time to watch it anyway. It's three hours long. It's just killing me. That's what I loved about today's movie, 90 minutes. It, was a, it was a solid <laughs> 90 minutes. and um, That know, was we, a little problematic. We'll talk about that, too. Ab- but Absolutely. Uh, it's kind of a short one. But, uh, <clears throat> um, yeah. Should I get to the uh, horror movie news? Horror There's movie not a news. ton going on this week, but uh, It Chapter One returned theaters this week with eight new minutes of footage. I didn't see that, but uh, I guess it also had a sneak peek of Chapter Two, which is coming out uh, September uh, in September here. Yeah, I've seen the I've seen the second trailer, so there's a okay. little more to it. But yeah. yeah, like like we mentioned before, I don't think uh, Pennywise could get any more creepy, but he does. No, he really doesn't. Good job with with that, that uh, makeup, and I think the little CGI there too. It does look very creepy. Uh, Stephen King read the script to Chapter Two and apparently added a scene in an interview. The director Andy uh, M- uh, Muschietti, I think his name is something like that, yeah, uh, had this to say: When the author first uh, read the draft of the sequel, made a few notes, and requested the addition of one all new scene, Muschietti listened. You don't tell Stephen King that he can't write it, he said. <laughs> <laughs> So you get an extra scene that's not in the book uh, from the mind of uh, Stephen King, which, um, you know what? I actually did like Chapter One. That was the one of the first uh, Stephen King movies I've really enjoyed. And you said you didn't watch the miniseries, did you? I never, I've never seen the miniseries now. Yeah, so. I, I thought it was good. You know, Tim Curry as yeah. as Pennywise, he was great. Yeah. I thought he was, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, scary stories telling dark starts today. I remember this book. Um, only I was a child so long ago, I barely remember it. Uh, it was originally published in 1981. Looks like it has some scary stuff. The jangly man, and I saw some like pale lady. Yeah, that looks, guy looks pretty what, scary. Guillermo del Toro yeah, is he's, directing. He's doing or, it. Yep, or producer uh-huh. or something. Uh huh. 47 meters down is in the theaters uh, now, along with scary stories. I think we've talked about this before. Are you scared of sharks? No, no, I'm really not. <laughs> really, I scuba dive. I've seen them, and I'm really not scared of them. Maybe I'm just dumb. I, don't I know. saw the first movie, and I was like, okay, it's got Mandy Moore in it. She gets bit by a shark, and oh, okay. <laughs> You're right. I don't, I don't know. So those are your two uh, choices in the theater today. But uh, all right. Anyway, uh, horror movie trivia. Uh, uh, yeah, I got one. I, yeah, I was go almost it. thinking that we might be on the same wavelength, and sure. we should have talked about it before. But okay, sure. uh, Brandon Breyer, our what the antagonist of this movie I, yep is from the sta- same state and uh, 
that another superhero is from, which mm-hmm. state and who is the superhero? <laughs> That's a pretty easy one. He is from Kansas. He is. Just like Superman. Yep. <laughs> and Superman is from Smallville, of course, and oh, yeah. Brandon is from Brightburn, which I think might actually be a city. Yeah. I don't think Smallville is, but uh, mm-hmm. I have a Brightburn theme trivia question, too. Today's movie, Brightburn, reimagines the Superman mythos, with Superman taking an evil turn rather than being the altruistic person he is in the popular comic book. Another official retake on the origin of Superman was written by DC Comics, which had nothing to do with Brightburn, obviously, uh, under their Elseworlds imprint in 2003. This reimagining of Superman origin asked the question, what if Superman's ship had landed in the Soviet Union? I suppose you didn't read comics. You don't know this, huh? I don't. No, <laughs> okay. I'm... So the name of that title was Red Sun, S-O-N. Oh. So uh, it reimagined uh, if Superman had landed in the Soviet Union. And it. Uh, if I, I, I read this thing back, you know, 15 years ago when this came out. And uh, I think uh, the, super, the Soviet Union becomes a superpower uh, because of Superman's influence and... and uh, Kind of um, America kind of uh, goes bankrupt basically, and uh, oh boy. and Superman. Uh, I, I don't remember, but uh, there are some interesting things about it. But um, the, it, this this movie kind of reminded me of it, mm-hmm. and you know, in, in that it's a different take on this on the whole Superman story, where this uh, kid comes to Earth, mm-hmm. you know, an alien comes to Earth, and uh, you know, becomes this. Uh, altruistic hero for us a selfless hero who you know uses his ultimate almost godlike powers to help us out you know right. i and I, you know <laughs> if i'm not an alien from another planet but if i had these kind of kids when i was these kind of powers when i was a kid mm-hmm. there would have been some problems well <laughs> I mean, and we'll I, mean, get, I would have been much more like brandon Breyer right, than well here's than the Clark thing Kent. And, and we'll get into it as we discuss the 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 movie because I, I think it's a social commentary on something, and, and we'll get more into it. But before we get into the 2019 superhero-turned-horror movie called Brightburn, we are going to put a spoiler alert on this because we are going to talk about the movie in its entirety. If you have any interest on in seeing this movie, turn off the podcast right now. Come back to it after you watch it. Oh, I also want to give a big uh, shout-out to my buddy uh, Trey out in Washington State. Oh, yeah, he that's just right. t- he just got tuned into the uh, podcast and he's loving it. So, uh, what up, Trey? Um, anyways, spoiler alert. That's right. We're going to talk about the whole about movie. So, go ahead and give it a movie. synopsis. Okay. So, uh, much like if you're familiar with Superman uh, origin story, you, you know the Brightborn origin story. There's uh, two. Uh, uh, it's it's a farmer and his wife. I don't know what the uh, what the mom in this movie does. She looks like she's maybe a waitress or something as well. Just like her friend, I, I don't think she we was a her. pharmacist. Maybe was she a pharmacist? She that could like be. She had like a blue like, shirt, yeah, right? And, uh, name tag. I, I could I very well be. I don't think we ever see what what she actually does. But there's a farmer and his wife who are trying to have a child, and they are not um, having luck conceiving. Right. Uh, and you know they're doing a lot of praying about it and stuff. Well, there's a meteor shower one night, mm-hmm. and uh, they are uh, they are in their farmhouse, and all of a the sudden there's this explosion, and the lights go off. Well, it turns out they find a uh, spaceship crashed in the woods behind their farm, which uh, contains a uh, young baby boy. Mm-hmm. Infant. An infant boy. So uh, they they take the child, raise it on their own, which is never really, it's never really alluded to how they, uh, you know, explain that they had this child fall in their lap, <laughs> but right. uh, which, which is one of many things that aren't explained in Brightburn, I think. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know... Um, they, when when this kid 
gets to be about, he seems like he has a pretty normal childhood. And when he gets to be about 13, around the age of 12. puberty, 12, is he 12 yeah. in the, yeah. when this starts happening? Uh, he is contacted by his, uh, or, or something happens where he starts receiving messages from his, uh, from his home planet. From the spaceship. Right, from the spaceship, correct. And uh, it, uh, it, it basically tells him to take over the Earth, which he has the powers to do. Yes, he does. Uh, so <laughs> so he, uh, he begins to kind of uh, uh, do some things to, um, you know, the people who are his family and the people in his community who stand in his way. And uh, this is very, this is definitely a horror movie, you know, I, I it mean, it, it's done. I, I was wondering about like how the, if the, I'm like, are we going to look at more of like a thriller here or is it going to be like a more, but no, it's, it's definitely in, in the horror genre. You know, there's, there's chase, there's a lot of elements of the horror of the horror genre that you're seeing in this movie. And it's, it's, it's a horror movie. Yes. So, <laughs> um, Especially the deaths. And we'll get into yes, that. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, so it, 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 it I mean, the, the movie kind of ends uh, with the possibility of a sequel, I guess, and, and the uh, the uh, boy, Brandon Breyer, his name was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Breyer uh, basically uh, ends up taking over the town, and uh, it's it's kind of said that there are maybe six more of these folks that showed up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All over and the planet. and. Uh, you know, and we'll start there. We'll start right. at the beginning sure. because there is this meteor shower. And mm-hmm. what it is, is I guess you don't really pick up on it until the end of the movie and you go, oh, yeah, because they're calling uh, at the end of the movie, they're calling for humanity to step up and, right. and stop this. So it leaves right. this open to maybe there's other kids out there that are Superman, you right. know, the, the, the good, the wholesome one. Right. Um, so it starts out. The, the, the couple, like Andy said, uh, has this explosion. They find the infant child. And then it kind of cuts to the, the title sequence of, uh, of just video, home videos of, you know, Brandon growing up. Right. Just like a normal kid. You know, he's yep. digging in the dirt. He's riding his little big wheel and all this other kind of stuff. Then they have a birthday for him. Right. They go to this local diner. Um, the aunt and the uncle of Brandon give him a gun, a shotgun or a rifle that the dad's like, no, there, there's no way, no way he's going to have this. And this is when Brandon starts to turn. So mm-hmm. here's my thought on the social commentary just before we get really into this. Yeah. Is I think it's puberty. Yeah, absolutely. It, it definitely has, has a, uh, a part in it. I don't think it's any, any coincidence that all of these changes happen around the time he's going into puberty. 12, you know? 13 years old. Which, right. uh, which is like when I think back, uh, when I was this age, you mm-hmm. know, uh, if I had had these powers, it, I would have been more a lot more like this than Clark Kent. Right. <laughs> I can tell you that it would have been uh, not a good thing. So um, yeah, so the they have this birthday party, and um, the uncle and aunt uncle is played by Badger from Breaking Bad. If you remember that show, it's, yeah, I love yeah Matt Jones. Sarah, that guy's great. Yeah, Sarah pointed that out to me. I I didn't really realize that. Uh, but uh, so they they get him a gun, and his father tells him that he can't have it. Right, and uh, he. Basically, the lights flicker, and it's it's pretty clear that he's got a very strong reaction to not to being told no by his father about this uh, about this gift. Right. Um, and uh, 
I, uh, I, you know, I, I had some tantrums too from my parents telling me that I couldn't do things that I wanted to do back then. And I think Absolutely. if I had powers like that, this is exactly how it would have gone. So uh, it's to an extreme. Uh-huh. It, it, and here's the first mistake that I saw of the movie, mm-hmm. and it, maybe there were some before. The one I really recall though is. Okay, so they have this whole confrontation, and they mm-hmm. get up, they leave in a huff because mm-hmm. you know Brandon is so upset by by the whole you know getting this gift of a rifle and he yeah. can't have it. Yeah. But isn't the next scene the dad taking him out there? Yeah. To I hunt? mean, the, the, exactly. The dad is using this gun throughout the rest of the movie. Then, if I if I if I'm right, I mean that's that's the same same gun that he uses throughout the rest of the movie. Correct. So. I, I, I think he has his own because he he does put it away in a in a gun case yeah um uh-huh. but but yeah then it cuts to them out hunting mm-hmm. and right. then they have the birds and the bees talk yeah. right <laughs> very awkward birds and the bees that talk. W- where- yeah that and <laughs> I, I mean i didn't have a problem with them talking about that because that, no. that that's a real life sure thing it is. Yeah, having that birds and the bees talk but it, it the transition between you know, having this confrontation at at the restaurant for Brandon's birthday, going into this hunting thing where he's got a gun, he's got a right. rifle, and they're out there hunting. Yeah. What, what? Okay. Okay. And this is this is a problem with the entirety of Brightburn. I think it's a ninety minute movie, mm-hmm. and I think there was so much cut out of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm wondering, you know, if there's a director's cut somewhere that's like two and a half hours long, that would be a little more coherent because I noticed a lot of problems like this. There's a lot of things that, and, and we talked about this before too, where there's like an over explanation of things in a horror movie. Right. But this did a, like a massive under explaining, I think of, of certain things. And like, you know, how did this meteor crashes into this, uh, these people's uh, backyard and, and they suddenly have this child? How did, and he's enrolled in school. So obviously, you know, everybody knows about it. Well, I did, how did, how did yeah. they, you know, and I, I mean, I, I was just like maybe have seen like how they got around that a little bit. But, you know, I didn't really have a problem with that because, okay. you know, no, the thing is, is I think most people know the story of Superman. So yeah, I, sure. I had the I could, mm-hmm. you, you know, piece that together in my own mind that, right. you know, from a planet, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's a planet in your own mind. This is my thought is that this planet didn't explode or it wasn't going to get destroyed as in Superman. Right. Krypton got blown up or destroyed. Right. Um, you know, maybe this planet was on an attack. So again, you know, we'll get more into the end of the movie of, you know, th- there are different people around, but mm-hmm. I could piece that together of, okay, so you saw the, you saw the little montage of, of him growing up. So now right. I didn't need, I didn't need that explanation. Okay. And, and I can buy that. I, I, and I totally suspended my disbelief. It wasn't a major problem, but it's just like one of the things I noticed was like that, that there wasn't a lot of explanation of certain things. And that's just one uh, one area and, and like the transition from that gun scene to the hunting scene was right. another like maybe there's a scene in between where like the father and and uh, Brandon Breyer sit down and, and say hey okay so you want to use this gun we're going to learn how to use it responsibly that's and that's right. just kind of missing from there you know, I yeah. think that would have per- that, yeah. that would have been a perfect transition even if it was a two minute scene it's like listen son yeah. I can't I don't want you to have your own gun right we're going to go out and learn but it goes from that scene of you can't have the gun to, hey, we're <laughs> they're, out here having a birds together. and bees talk. Yeah, exactly. They're together with a gun. Exactly. And it's a, it's contradictory to exactly what he said in the in the scene before that. Now, exactly. as far as the kind of planet he came from, no, I, I think what uh, what what, sh- what the, how they explain what uh, kind of planet it was is is when he's in that scene at school, and you know I think one of the functions of that scene where he's in that classroom. 
and they're talking about bees specifically, like uh, they're talking about the difference between bees and wasps. Remember that yep, in the beginning? So I think that was to show that he's one, a genius, like he's very smart. He's not paying attention at all. Mm. And he's a lot smarter than everybody else in the class. It's clear. Uh, but it also explains that, you know, the difference between wasps and bees are bees are producers and wasps just kind of go in and uh, and, and they force other people to raise their children and then destroy the. Uh, oh. Yeah. So the, remember that? So. Yeah. It says something like he ex, uh, Brandon is the one who explains it to his teacher because his teacher poses him this question: What's the difference between bees and wasps? And uh, he says like bees work hard and they you know produce things and they you know create a, a community or whatever. And wasps will you know not do that; they're more warring or whatever. And uh, and they one of the things he says is they will force other uh, other insects to raise their young and feed them. Um, whatever it is uh, that he says okay. they feed and then they uh, take that over, you know, uh, later on. So I think that was a setup to explain what kind of planet he came from. He's gotcha. like, he's like the wasp where, uh, they're, they're, they sent him to this planet to force, uh, human beings to raise him and they're coming to take it over later. So yeah, I got, okay. I got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. That, I guess I didn't pick up. And that. that's right away in the beginning. And I could see like, you know, a lot of times I got my, you know, head down in my popcorn or whatever at that time. And if, if you don't catch that, I, I think you might just think it's a scene to show that he's like super smart. Yeah. You know, because he is, that's, he's super and, smart, super, he's and, Superman. And know? that's, and that's what I picked up on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'll go into the. So he, the dad has the the birds and the bees talk, and then yeah. the next scene is so during the birds and the bees talk, it's a very awkward talk, you know. And he basically tells Brendan that if he's interested in somebody, it's okay to go for it. Yeah. Know? Oh yeah, to, and to I think, go off your instincts. Yeah. What I think what he's trying to tell him, what he's trying to tell him is that hey, if you've got urges or whatever, go ahead and and take care of them. Right. Don't be embarrassed about that. You know, don't be, don't feel like that that's wrong or whatever. It just doesn't go right. And basically, what he ends up telling Brandon is, if you want something, take it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what Brandon takes out of the conversation because it's goes, such a yeah. Because yeah. didn't Brandon say something like now? Yeah. Yes, he did. He said now. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, yeah, you know, not now, but you know, when, when you're in private, yeah. you know. And so then he, yes, I, I think he, he goes to the girls. Uh, there's a yes, there's a girl from school who's you know complimented him. Yeah. And uh, after he gave the wasp answer or whatever, uh -huh. she you know said something like, hey, you know, it's it's cool that you're smart or whatever. And he uh, he ends up at her house. He goes to her house to. What was the know. girl's name? I uh, I, don't, I don't remember. I know her mom's name was Erica. But, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's this girl in his class mm -hmm. that you know he got he got kind of a crush on only because of the simple fact that you know she she gave him this compliment and he felt right. accepted by her. So then he right. he feels like maybe he took that too far. That oh yeah she really likes me. Right. So. Exactly. Which is something normal for a kid to do. You know, teenager. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> when you're an interesting age, girl. So yeah, and you you take the wrong you know signals or whatever, and, and you just, you don't get it, and uh, you know someone just gives you a compliment. Obviously, they want to be your girlfriend. You know, so he ends up at this girl's house. Yeah, flies in there. You fly Stealth. flies into her Stealthily. house. <laughs> right. And uh, he plays her a song on a laptop, which is a pretty. You know, this is why it's a horror movie. It's it's a scary scene. Like right. this this girl wakes up, her laptop is playing like some sort of. It's like a '50s song or yeah, something. It sounds like some '50s love song. Yeah, like a '50s love song. And uh, so she 
gets up, shuts her laptop, turns around, the laptop's open again, and it's playing this song, you yep. know? And it's almost like a scene from a ghost movie or something. It's, <laughs> it's, it's scary, you know? Very it's, very it's, it's a very scary scene. So her mother comes in, and because uh, she's screaming about it, and her mother comes in, and does her, her mother doesn't, does she see Brandon? No, no, no the, the girl, girl sees Brandon. Like right yeah. behind the curtain. She yes. doesn't actually see him, but she yeah. sees a glimpse of him, yes. like standing right behind the curtain. Correct. And she screams for her mom. The mom comes running in, and she's like, "What? There's the the kid's right behind the curtain. Yeah. So he's gone." Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, this does not give her a, a great feeling about him, and ends up uh, she en- they ends up playing like a trust game at, at school. Yep. And she she's so f- scared of him now that uh, she she's a, it's one of these things where you're supposed to fall back and yeah the trust fall i, I guess that's what they do in gym these days i'm Apparently. not sure we, we played dodgeball and hit each other in the face of punch, but uh uh yeah I, I guess they do trust falls in in gym class these days so the girl is so scared of him she can't do it and lets him fall to the ground right well uh the gym teacher makes him makes her pick uh, like help, help him, him up right and she cru- he crushes her hand yeah like she <laughs> he is so i i guess hurt by her yes correct uh, of being afraid mm-hmm. That he crushes her hand, they mm-hmm. go to the principal's office, and they get suspended. Yeah. Again, a very normal thing for a pubescent boy to take the wrong signal and not get it. Right. And then act out on it. You know, you hate this girl because she spurns you or whatever. Well, I mean, I had uh, feelings like this, too. It was like, oh, what? That girl is how, how terrible, you know? Well, she just doesn't like you. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know you don't, you know, that doesn't make her a bad person. But, you know, this is the way uh, a teenager, uh, you know, a pubescent teenager might think. So mm. I found it really interesting and really, you know, kind of like our movie last week. I really related to it because I remember being this age and I remember, oh, yeah. I remember having these kind of feelings. Well, this to me is more general because yeah. I, I think everybody does, whether, yeah. Whether you're a guy or a, or a woman, you go through these emotions. You oh, know? yeah. And it goes to that extreme because he's got these superpowers, but he's having the normal emotions of what a teenage boy right. or a teenage right. girl. So I'll tell you what, the, the kid that plays Brandon, he's so good. Yeah, Jackson A. Dunn. And I thought the, the young girl, she did mm-hmm. great. We're, we're just getting this whole class of younger kids that are just great actors i don't mm-hmm. know if it's the director or they just they've got the chops I, mean, I don't know i don't know where they're coming from either but the yeah every child actor i've seen in horror movies of recent uh date that has been just fantastic oh absolutely i mean starting with us and moving forward they, they, they've been just great and this kid i mean there is something like off to him you know it's almost like he you know is it, it, you know a bee and wasp are you know like to go with that analogy again bee and wasp are very similar but there's something different about them Mm -hmm. and there is something different about him too there's almost like a different kind of look i'm not sure if they gave him some sort of makeup or just it's through the way he acts or something but there's something weird and off about him don't you think there is and and if you want to use that analogy i mean to me uh, a wasp is aggressive he doesn't get aggressive until I guess kind of pushed or, or, or not e- the slightest push of being yeah. denied something. Well, and then that's very, again, a normal teenage. <laughs> that's that's yeah. exactly the way I acted when I was a teenager, yep. you know? And, and, and when I was 12, 13, up until I was, I don't know, who knows? I, I'd like to say maybe 16 when I stopped being that way, but, yep. uh, uh, I probably still act that way some to some extent today, but uh, you can ask my wife, but, uh, <laughs> well, and then we get, we get into this, um, you know, as far as this is, this is actually where Brandon becomes, you know, Brightburn. Uh, it, it, to me, it was kind of confusing that 
you know, his name was Brightburn, but it was at the town. Yeah. I know he had a BB. So, I mean, I, that all kind of played together. And I'm like, sure. how do you mesh that? I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't really get the. I didn't get the idea that the town's name was Brightburn. Like I already knew that. Like I had read that prior to. Otherwise, I'm not sure that I would have got that from yeah, the movie. Yeah, I mean, it, but they called him Brightburn. Um, you know, I, well, in the title sequence, you know, it's it's Brandon slash Brightburn. Like yeah. he's he's the supervillain or whatever. Anyways, yeah. I think this is the begin. You know, the 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 beginning of the second act. No, maybe this is the third act because like the first act is more of, you know, character development. Second is him really turning in this or or, or starting to get realize what his powers are. Right. And he's starting to, um, you know, there were conversations between the mom and the dad. And Elizabeth Banks did a great job, by the way. She's good, too. She was really good. The dad to me was just like, "Eh, yeah, whatever. Um, But, yeah, they're, they're having these conversations of. You know, there's something wrong with him. The dad is very hesitant and realizes mm-hmm. that there's something different different about Brandon. And he brings up the point of he's never been hurt. He's never bled a day in his life. He's never been sick. Right. Um, and then there's this whole confrontation where Brandon goes outside and he's levitating right above. Well, he was able to get the uh, the barn yeah, the door. The spaceship is locked in this like trap door in yeah, the barn. So he, right? he's uh, ele- or, uh, levitating above it. Right. And the mom comes in and he falls. He hits his hand against this spaceship, and that's the only thing. So that's like his kryptonite. Exactly. That's, so that's a, what, a piece what, of his planet is the right. only thing that could hurt him. Right, just like Superman. And I think there's a, there's another function of that scene, too, because at that, his father just got done saying he's never been hurt, he's never been cut, he's, you know, and his mother... You know, I think wants to believe that he's still this uh, her little boy, you know, right, right. and so he falls and, and cuts his hand like this and she comforts him. And I think that was like she, like she she was able to maybe believe that, like believe that he was, uh, you know, not a superhuman, not that, invincible, not invincible, just a human being because he had got cut. She didn't put that together at that point that. Mm. Uh, so I think that was kind of the function of that scene, too, was to was to put some doubt in the mother's mind that this the what the father was saying was was the truth you know mm-hmm. uh because he had cut himself um yeah I but think- there's a scene there's a scene before that where he kind of realizes his power and again i think it just kind of jumps to something there because right. he's trying to start this lawnmower his dad tells him he's got to mow the lawn yeah. he ends up throwing the lawnmower like two football fields away yeah he does <laughs> and, uh, and it's when, still going and it, so, and it so he was start, able to get it started up, right so it starts up and he reaches down and puts his hand, I think this is in the trailer, yeah. reaches down and he puts his hand into the blade. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a big jump, I thought. I was like, yeah. you're going to really do that right now? Yeah, you're I, not, you're not going to try to like jump off, a, like jump out of a windowsill exactly. that's one story up and, hey, can I float? <laughs> and then, no, no, no he, he goes for He just from, goes for it. He's yeah. with a full send on this thing. He like, puts his hand into a lawnmower blade. So, I again, I feel like there was like some scenes in between there that led up to this where maybe he realized he could not be hurt. Yeah. And then he stuck his hand into the uh, into the lawnmower blade. And that's uh, that's how he kind of, you know, proved it to himself or something. You know, it seemed like an awfully big jump to 
to chuck a lawnmower two, uh, two uh, football fields away and then just, you know, believe that you could stick your hand in a lawnmower blade. Well, he, and he had that surprised look on his face that he was able to throw it that far. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. He goes straight yeah. up to it and just puts his hands in it and stops it and bends it. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I just I just feel like there was pro- maybe should have been more in between there again. And then I got that feeling with a lot of the scenes in this. It just seems like it really moved along fast, which is, you know, I don't want to I, I wouldn't want to watch a three hour bright burn. No, you know, it's it's not. A good I, enough I, movie. I, it's a yeah, it, there, there's a good amount of time. But yeah, I don't I don't think that the editing was really good for this i mean as far as no, it did I, jump around i think you're absolutely it, that, it went yeah. like just it just went by fast you're like what wait hold yeah. on a second exactly hold no on. and i think that i think that that would that's what we're talking about here is yeah. that like a not so great editing yeah you know I, I do not think this movie was edited very well i, I think you're i agree with you there and i think maybe some of the directorial choices were not uh yeah. fantastic either in that the, well, I mean, the movie's exactly 90 minutes long, so maybe yeah. the director was under contract to deliver a 90-minute movie. So he's like, hey, well... We got it to the nose. Yeah. <laughs> they got from, exactly what they wanted out of it. Title scene to title scene, we're done. 90 minutes. <laughs> right, exactly. So. Um, I wanted to start talking about what gives the good part of this, the horror elements, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to start off with something that confused me again. Okay. Is that you found Brandon kind of wandering at night, mm-hmm. so he would go out to the spaceship, and then... There, and he just jumped down from his second-story window. Yeah, so. exactly. You know, so so Which, he knows exactly what he can yeah, do he and what he, he can do. Um, the dad, Kyle, goes out, and he hears the chickens. Uh, they, they have a coop of chickens that are, that are just freaking out. Yeah. And he's... and. Um, oh, this is when he's putting that gun away in his yes. in his gun rack. Mm-hmm. So so he pulls out a gun. He's like, "Damn wolves!" So he goes over there, and it's Brandon st- just standing there, like blank look on his face, right at the chickens. Right, and the chickens are freaking out because of it. Yeah. yeah so so they and maybe it, they had that sense of it, well, and, it, and like he's manipulating energy and stuff because yeah. uh, like the things will, like TVs will flicker on and stuff. So yeah. he's got some sort of like almost supernatural power uh, as well as his physical and, and you know, his other abilities. So yeah, maybe the chicken sense that you're well, right. And, and maybe, and that's, I, I think it's making a little more sense to me since you put the analogy of the wasp and, and it, what he explained in, in his classroom that, you know, I, maybe chickens have that, that instinct of a predator and maybe that's the vibe that, that Brandon gives off as a predator that could very well be because I, I know what you're saying here. I didn't. You're you're, you're going to say what, what was the point of this scene? Maybe. Yeah. Well. Well. And, it, look, but, we'll jump. We'll jump yeah. to you mm-hmm. know the next day. The door was mm-hmm. ripped off right. and the chickens were slaughtered. Right. And you know, hey, this wasn't a wolf because normally they would eat it. These things mm-hmm. were just torn apart. I, I don't know why. What the point of that was? The, I. You know, you bring. I. I don't either. Now that you bring that up, I. I don't. Uh, I do. Uh, like you said, I, I get why the chickens might have been agitated, which I didn't even really understand why he would have been doing that. But yeah, maybe they sensed that there was a predator there. Yeah. But yeah, why does he tear the door off the chicken coop and kill these chickens? Just slaughter the chickens for Just no reason for at no all. For no reason whatsoever. Although um, he kills, so he kills the girl's hand, who he's, uh, her mom, who he's, uh, the girl's hand who he crushes. Mm-hmm. He kills her mom. Right. And he's, later on, he's like, eviscerated her he's like cut her open mm-hmm. to lay and he's got pictures of um one of the scenes that's kind of funny is uh his parents find like his stash of uh 
of material. You know, he's got some pictures of, of girls and uh, pictures of women from he's oh, cut out from right, magazines right. and stuff. Yeah. But then underneath all of that, he's got like pictures of guts mm-hmm. and kind of medical diagrams and mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was trying to in that scene. Maybe he was trying to like understand the anatomy of birds or something and learn something about the it, planet. It could have been. I, I don't know. I mean, and again, it jumped so quickly from one thing to another that you really didn't get any kind of explanation, yeah. which would have been nice. Yeah, right. might have been a little more enjoyable and not to say I didn't have fun with his movie because I did. Yeah, no, I did too. Um, yeah, let's talk about the mom scene because uh, again, right. this happens. Uh, the mom of the little girl in, in the classroom says, yeah. I don't want you seeing him. I don't want yeah. him anywhere near us. Uh, she she is the waitress. Uh, yeah, she she works at a, well, it's it's a clearly a Hardee's restaurant that's been converted into some, I don't know, some something they made up for the movie, but right. uh, it looks just like a Hardee's from the 80s or 70s. And uh, so she works there and she's uh, closing up the store. And um, then, you know, she... You know, it's it's a very horror scene. There's yeah. a, it's it's there's something there, and she doesn't know what it is. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, it, it, he makes you know he uses these powers of like manipulating electricity or whatever to break a uh, a, a, a fluorescent light that she's right. Looking well, at. well, before that, she sees that all the windows are fogged up with, and and Brandon always he, he's getting into this thing of drawing this. Backwards B and yeah. frontwards B, kind right. of a kind of a symbol for himself. Right? Yeah, kind of an evil-looking symbol of the mm-hmm. way he does it. So it, it yeah. it's the windows are all fogged up, and then they're all over the place. So she's mm-hmm. like, something's not right here. And then you know he's got super speed, he's stealthy, and mm-hmm. he can manipulate energy. So he breaks this fluorescent bulb. Yeah, and the glass goes into this lady's eye. Oh god, that was brutal. <laughs> it's a pretty brutal. It's a little, uh, a little unbelievable. But it's it's a, it's also a nasty scene. It I really mean, it's, is. It, it, it cuts right into her cornea. Right deep. Yeah, well, <laughs> she it's pulls one it out. shard of glass that yeah. sticks into her cornea, and right. she pulls it out. Yes, she and pulls this it out. A longer it's it's a long glass. piece of glass. You notice that. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed the camera work on this scene because uh, it was her left eye, and then in the camera, it takes her perspective, like yeah. like part of it's blood, and right. you can't really see, but you're kind of seeing Brandon as she's like hurting, right? So she goes to run into the into the freezer, right? She goes runs in the uh, in the freezer and uh, locks herself in there, uh, kind of like. Uh, Jack from, uh, from uh, The Shining <laughs> exactly locks right. herself in there, and uh, he uses his like laser heat vision or whatever to cut the door in half, yeah, uh, like a like it's a cutting torch, yeah. Just and then you just see him like bust through there, and uh, the next scene I think is the sheriff investigating the murder scene, basically, and she's disappeared. Yeah, she's gone. She's disappeared. You don't and know late, what happened. Yeah, to her. And, late, and then at the end of the movie, you find out he's like used her to figure out how humans work inside or yeah. something. Inside the opened up work, next yeah. to next to yeah. his ship and then yep. all the bees around them right oh right. bees get it yeah bees the bees. It. <laughs> yeah that's true huh? i didn't think about that huh, yeah interesting <laughs> that's uh, that, that's that was that, an effective scene the letter b is what you're talking about but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think of that section yeah or that uh analogy and this is where the stuff really starts hitting the fan because mm-hmm. um you know uh, uh there's a scene where where his aunt is actually the school counselor so right. they have to sit down and find out what's going on he just says i don't know goes from there is that the the aunt goes home uh the uncle's out drinking with mm-hmm. brandon's with dad just getting really hammered and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you know uh brandon comes over to the aunt's house right and right so and his aunt tells him that 
she's going to, you know, tell the sheriff about uh, because there's this investigation. He's crushed this girl's hand and it's an assault or whatever. They're, they're you know, uh, contemplating criminal charges, probably we assume. And uh, so the sheriff's involved in this and right. she's going to she tells him she has to tell the uh, sheriff because she has this conversation where, with, with him where he's very um unremorseful i guess right and uh you know it, it's clear he's not sorry for doing this and uh um doesn't have much of a conscience about it so uh it looks like he's gonna kill his aunt he's doing some weird things yeah where, because it comes over yeah. he actually specifically tells her he's like well aunt, auntie you can't tell the sheriff yeah exactly well, i have to okay yeah. i'll go home then so he his, yes his uncle comes home from the drinking right. uh you know and uh Sees him, finds him in a closet. That's creepy. It, it was. It was again a very horror movie scene. You know, yeah. it, was, it was like it, it could have been Michael Myers in there. You yeah, know? but that <laughs> mask that he made, and you never see him make the mask, but he's no. got a blanket that he carries around with him. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming that part of the mask is part of the blanket, and he uses the yeah. other part as a cape. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and and I almost think that that piece of fabric came with him from the other planet could because have. you see him wrapped in that when he's a when he's a baby. That's right. In one scene. Uh, so in, in the mask, it, w- it was a creepy mask. It was. Uh, Sarah kind of told me something that it, it kind of was reminiscent of Cthulhu or something. You know, it's got, it, it yeah. kind of, it was almost like, like the tentacles a came down bit, to the face. Yeah. So, you know, and he's a God who, uh, who rules over humans kind of in this same way. I, I didn't know if that, maybe that's any, so I, I, I read, you know, online, it, some it, other people had noticed that as well. It, it so was I a lot to digest. And again, you know, they, we're trying to, we're trying to get to the whole synopsis yeah, of this, right. but man, it was so hard to follow. I, and I agree. And I, again, I think these are dr- directorial choices and editing choices that uh, kind of caused the problem. And there are just like, maybe if this was 140 minutes or not, not hundred, maybe 110 minutes instead of 90 minutes, yeah. just like 20 more minutes of footage here to kind of tie some of these uh, scenes together would have been, I still would have watched it. Cause I yeah. mean, it's something we had been talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So anyway, the, so the, the, the uncle comes home. Yeah. He <laughs> kills. He he picks up the uncle's truck and crashes it. Breaks the uncle's jaw. Oh, his, uh, clean off. It, yeah. It it is a it is a gruesome scene. There's some good CGI uh, gore work going that, on. That there. that was an effective kill. He ends yeah. up uh, taking some of the uncle's blood and writing that B. Yeah symbol sheriff kind of puts that together we're, we're starting to get to we're starting to get the end of the show here but uh um you know i think you, you can kind of see where this is going he ends up uh, uh going hunting with his dad yeah, again. Goes, ends up going hunting with his dad again and then his dad tries to kill him yeah his, his dad, dad his dad shoots him in the head dad decides he's going to shoot him with that gun it's the same gun yeah right in the head <laughs> he does he shoots him right in the head and it just it's like if a, a, a mosquito bit him in the back of the head or right. something kind of itches the back of his head right and, and then, uh then he uses his laser uh vision to uh blast his dad in the eyes yeah, right which in the is face. just gruesome so, so uh, while this is happening they go out hunting because the dad's obviously suspicious and saying he's not mm-hmm. right he's a bad guy or a bad kid the mom ends up finding his book of of writing the b yeah. and take the mm-hmm. world and, puts it all together finally, yeah and yeah. then it, it's kind of he kind of illustrates what he's been doing so right. then the mom puts two and two together calls the dad right Brandon picks up, says, "Up, oh, he's gone." <laughs> yeah, and she says, "Where are you?" Yeah, and he's, he's uh, "I'm, I'm home." He says, "I'm home." He's, and he's levitating. Floating. Yeah, he's levitating right above the house, floating about fifty feet above the house. Exactly. So, so uh, the mom calls the cops. Uh, there's 
he slaughters the company. What the way he gets yeah. the sheriff? Ooh, yeah, it, just makes him expl- just dra- flies, flies right. through him at like you know uh, the speed of sound. Right, right through him. <laughs> like, so the mo- uh, kills the deputy. So so there's this big horrific thing. Right. The mom goes out to the barn. She realizes, figures out that yeah, she yeah. figures out at that point that his the metal from his spaceship can harm him. That's his kryptonite. So she's she, she goes and breaks a piece, a piece of, off that's sharp, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like she does the you know the manipulation of come here honey mm-hmm. and tries to stab him but brandon stops him um he <laughs> he flies and then like <laughs> like he can't get hurt by anything so right. he goes right through the roof and the mom's face is all right. jacked up all messed up and they go like thousands of feet in the air mm-hmm. i would say it's thirty-five thousand feet since yeah jetliner oh that's up. right that's right well, and uh <laughs> yeah, so basically brandon goes over. you know what I can't trust you. So <laughs> drops his mom, 35,000 feet. So, yeah. you know, she's gone. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, here comes a jetliner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brandon looks at it. <laughs> and then the next scene is the the uh, news saying, oh, there was 250 people aboard. We don't right. know what happened. Some sort yeah. of malfunction. That's Crashed where we get- in the city of Brightburn, Kansas, whatever, you know. So obviously Brandon has brought this jetliner down, yeah. which is interesting because uh, I think it's in Superman Returns. And a couple of uh, of them, he, uh, Superman saves a jetliner full of people. You yeah. Know? So uh, uh, Superman Returns was the one with Brandon Ruth, which I, I thought so I thought that was an interesting name choice for him too i didn't know if they were i was like yeah maybe they could have chosen like christopher you know christopher reeve or something but anyway uh i didn't know if there was any correlation there but uh in superman returns i know he he stops a a jetliner of uh full of people from from crashing and he brings it down like in a stadium so Mm -hmm. i think that was supposed to be kind of a a homage to that scene uh, kind of the opposite of of what uh, that superman and you saw those little nuances and homages Mm -hmm. like throughout the movie but but like Andy said at the beginning of the podcast, this sets up for a uh, sequel, yeah, or does. at least multiple sequels. You would it think. Does. Karina Karina saw this. She said she loved it. She gave it three out of five. Uh, she wants a sequel because she didn't like seeing the bad guys win, and right. that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it totally is. The, the, so there, at one point, the uh, mom is googling the uh, asteroid shower or whatever that had happened the night that they found him, mm-hmm. and it, it shows that there were six asteroids in the air that. Uh, uh-huh. If, if you notice that there were six of them that yeah. uh, that had yep. hit the earth mm-hmm. and uh, obviously this is just one of them so at the end there's like this homage of uh, all over the world there's these children that are doing that are rumored to be doing things and right. uh, we're kind of left with the uh, <laughs> with the idea that uh, we're kind of we're kind of up up a creek here because yeah, we're uh, all of, there's more than one uh, Brandon in the world who are uh, doing these things so yeah I, I would and th- this made some money. So I think it made like thirty-five million. It has six million dollar budget. So I they, think yeah, we they might... said between six and twelve, just depending. Um, okay. But it made thirty-two point four million dollars at the box yeah, office. Yeah. So I, I I would love to see a sequel to this, and you know, I I'd be I think it's an interesting concept. The concept was great. I I was I was I didn't have a lot of expectations for it because, like I said, I'm not a big superhero fan, but mm-hmm. I, I I did like the idea of it, knowing the the brief synopsis of what this movie is going to be about the superhero turned horror movie Mm -hmm. that it was going to be interesting but the thing that really disappointed me was the editing the way things jumped around and as quickly as everything went you never really got the satisfaction in knowing some stuff which would have made the story a lot better so i totally agree i'd have to say um i was thinking 2.5 but i i can't get past some of the things that i missed or that Mm -hmm. that were missed so i'm giving it a two okay 
Um, so I was really, I was actually really looking forward to this. I thought it was, I thought it was a really interesting concept and, uh, something that I've thought about myself, you know, in reading comic, I, I read a lot of comics in the nineties, mm-hmm. um, and got in a lot of superhero comics in the nineties, I should say. And so I've, I'm interested in the genre. I've kind of followed the MCU, you know, uh, I haven't seen Endgame yet, but, uh, otherwise I've, I'm caught up on that story. So it was really interesting, an interesting concept to see this done from a different way, sure. uh, from the, from the story you're really familiar with, you know, this uh, legend of Superman, I think everybody knows the story, just see a different spin on it was very, very interesting, I thought. It was cool. But just like you said, uh, this really suffers from some editing issues. And I think the addition of maybe four more scenes to this movie, maybe a total, like I said, it did take maybe 10 minutes of footage to tie some of these scenes mm-hmm. together. And I think you'd have a really, a much better movie. Uh, so I agree with you. I think I'm going to give it two stars as well. I, I, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, watched. I, I was not bored at any time. I was. I was waiting to see what was going on. But it really does suffer because there's this uh, incoherence of what's going on. It's like, well, how do we get to here now? You know, the movie advances so quickly and without explanation that that it's it's hard to you know it's a little jarring in in some places. Saying the two, you know, coming from me personally, I I think you should watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is it's a fun watch and there's some really effective scenes. Yeah. The only I, and Andy's reiterated it, it. The reason why we're giving it a two is because it does suffer from itself yeah. of, of editing. Um, I would wait for it until you can actually rent it on Amazon Prime or right. go to Redbox and go get it for a buck forty nine. Right. It's a fun watch. It's something that you will be entertained by. It's not very long. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just it's it's tough to give it. It would have had. It, it could have been a three point five for me. But I think anyway. it, it has the potential to be if you if they made some changes. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I think it's a unique entry into the horror genre. You know, it's it's not a slasher. It's not no. you know your typical like uh, weirdos out in the outback or something like that that are that are coming after you. It's a superhero. You yeah, know? Well, what is it, it? Absolutely is. <laughs> it's it, a super it's villain. Opp- I should say. Yeah, it's the opposite end of that, which is unique, and it's a fresh idea from Hollywood, it, it, which is fantastic. It, it really is. Well, and you you see like you know these movies in the MCU, and and there's like people like Loki doing things to people, you know, that would be terrifying. That would really be scary to have like this unstoppable person come at you. You know, I mean, it's just like, uh, it's, it's kind of like Michael Myers or Jason or something like that. You can't stop this person. No, not at all. So it's, it's a really cool concept, but, uh, the execution was a little flawed on this one. It really was. So, So, uh, consensus from us two out of five, uh, coming up next week, we're going to have to do a little early because I'm taking a vacation on Thursday and Friday. So, uh, we are doing Ichi the Killer. Ichi the Killer. I'll be real interested to see it. Takashi Miike. Uh, the guy's made so many great movies, but Andy, I know you haven't seen it. Uh, man, <laughs> there's no limitation. It's bloody as hell, yeah, too. I'm very excited to see it. Uh, a lot of fun. And then episode number 25, we are starting to pinpoint some best of the worst movies. Uh, we finally got, because we got Rob from Straight Chillin' Podcast coming on with us. Uh, he gave us some really, really good suggestions. And, he did. Uh, he did. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Facebook, if you could, at Horrorphoria, give us some suggestions of some of your favorite uh, best of the worst movies. Uh, and we're not necessarily going to do them, but see where they match up. They give us like five that you really, really enjoyed. They may match up to what we're doing, but we've got this list and we want to give you the best of the worst of the best of the worst of the best. Does that make any sense? <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Talk to you next week. All right.